Yo, welcome to another episode of A Brother's Got Next, episode 15. It's your boy, Darian, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, uh, Quab. What's going on, man? D, D, what's up, man? Yeah, man, this is episode 15, man. You know, another, kind of kind of another milestone. We almost were five away from episode 20. <laughs> I think we're going to just have keep it, keep having milestones. We're going to be like, yeah, episode 17, episode 18. <laughs> 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 you know? But no, nah, man, every every episode does feel like a, 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 a like a new a new product. So it's it's nice to uh, have that feeling. Yeah, man. No, it's been great, man. We just having fun, having, you know, great guests on, you know, a lot of it's people that we've known for years, having your know, friends, you know, former colleagues, even family members on. It's it's been fun, man. It's been great. And we got another another great show in store for you tonight. Um, you know, I have another kind of, you know, I, this, this guy I'm, I'm about to introduce is uh, pretty much like family to me. We call each other cousins. He's actually the brother of a, a, a guest we had on before, Alan, a.k.a. Almost. Um, he's also the the second culprit in, uh, who put me in the tent. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I still have uh, very ill feelings about that. But uh, nah, man, the dude is... Uh, you know, like I said, man, it's pretty much like family. Uh, we go back since we were like seven years old. Our families know each other. Um, but I'm going to introduce uh, Brandon Cole. What's up, B? What's up, what's up, what's up? This is Brandon. Uh, Darren, I know a good therapist. She's 30 hours an hour. You really need to work <laughs> out that tent. We're gonna, next time you come down, we're going to... We're gonna discuss that about your traumas and everything about that tent thing. That thing is really yeah. He's on. really, really. <laughs> but uh, he's, about that. he's really on it. You know, you know, you know what, you know what's funny. This dude had the audacity to to, to, uh, to text me the evidence of him and of him and Allen right next to the tent. It was a. I have, I have evidence. I have the picture. You might have to. You might have That's to post that. That's you a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, man. He they were trying to, to, to traumatize me. He was trying to. He was trying to tease me with that. <laughs> but nah, man. B. Yeah, man. But like I said, we go way back. Um, Tell, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm an avid sports fan. I've been a Cowboys fan all my life. Uh, I've lived in uh, Prince George's County, Maryland. Went to school at University of Pittsburgh. Go Panthers. Study electric. Yeah, go Steelers, baby. Uh, I, go, <laughs> go Steelers. If if I had a second team, that would be my second team. But you oh, know, okay. that's not allowed that. in sports. That is not allowed in sports. Um, and uh, you know. I love, you know, I'm married, have a new son, three months old. And, Little Cairo, and, yeah, King Cairo. Yeah, leave it at that. Little Cairo, King Cairo, yeah. Yeah, that's so, what's uh, up, that's what's up. Speaking of mm-hmm. the NFL, speaking of, uh, uh, yeah, obviously, we're, we're both Cowboy fans. Uh, you actually mm-hmm. you actually took me to my first Cowboy game in Dallas, so I appreciate that for the for the birthday a couple years ago. Um, awesome. Who did they play? They played uh, Jacksonville, correct? Yeah, they blew them out. It was like a blowout. Yeah, there was a blowout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that was exactly. a good time. Yeah, it was, great. It was, it was a great trip. That was a really good trip. time. A great trip. Yeah, but um, mm-hmm. speaking of the Cowboys, we're, that's, that's what we're going to open up the show with tonight. Obviously, the big story this week has been for weeks and really since the offseason is uh, Dak Prescott. Um, this week, the Cowboys sent him a $105 million guaranteed, $33 million per year contract. Um, now, he hasn't responded or... You know, it hasn't. It, we haven't heard any reports that he's if he's going to turn it down or not. Um, but I guess I guess I'll start with you, B. What do you think Dak should do, and what do you think the Cowboys should do if he was to turn it down? Well, from the player standpoint, get that bag, get that money, get as much as you can. Because you got to think, Dak was a, what a third, fourth round pick, mm-hmm. and he only made four million and some change in his first four years. So. You know, he should not be taking a discount. He should get as much money as possible. And I respect that. I would do the same thing. Now, on the other side, from the business side, from the GM side, from the Cowboys side, I personally do not think that could worth that much money. Um, he, what, he's one in, we had won one play, playoff game. In four yeah, years. I think he's one in two. He's one um, in two. Yeah, it's one and two, and the other two years didn't even go to the playoffs. Right, right. And if you the, the thirty three million that falls in line with the top QBs, which is like Russell Wilson, he got like thirty five million. Right, I believe. He did. Big mm-hmm. Ben got thirty four, Aaron Rodgers thirty five, even Golf and Carson Wentz at thirty two, Matt Ryan thirty, it's something similar for all those quarterbacks. They all won a Super Bowl or been to Super Bowl. Dak hasn't even won has one hasn't hasn't won more than one playoff game. So I don't think he falls in line with that. What do you thought? But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's market value. But at the same right, time, right. the salary cap increases and it's kind of market value. So it's like, what do you do? 
Exactly. Exactly. What are, what are your thoughts mm. on it, Quab? So you're asking me what the Cowboys should do if he turns it down? Is that is that no? Like, just a, is, it, is, it, is it? I'm no. I'm asking like as far as like is, is he? Is you know the same thing I asked B? Is he yeah. worth the contract? Right. What, what should the Cowboys do if he turns it down? So they right. like, yeah. What do you think? Right. The whole situation. So, um, a lot of the things Brandon say, I'm actually on the. Brandon said I'm actually on the same page. So they offered him 105 million guaranteed, 33 per year annually. That's a, a, a an excellent, excellent deal for a guy that, like I said, if you look at his resume, he has solid numbers, but he is one and two in the playoffs. Uh, the Cowboys have missed the playoffs two out of the four years he started. And I know it's not all his fault. I'm not saying that, but. I think he really needs to understand what his value is. I think the Cowboys are doing a really good job of like, all right, well, we'll offer you this. They're even up, up, up the ante just a little bit each time that he says no. So they're doing everything that they can. So let's say that he says no to this next offer. I think the next step is they have to franchise him. They and to, I, yeah, they have to. They have to, they have to yeah. because, and I think that would be a big mistake. Um, let's say, for example, they franchise him and he has a down year. Dak's going to end up losing a lot of money. I'm not saying, I mean, Dak is, is pretty much proven he can be a, a solid to very good quarterback in the league. But if he turns down this offer and then ends up having a bad season, like I just mentioned, that could result in him losing, hundred, you know, $100 million. So um, Dak needs to take this deal, man. He needs to take the deal. Quit, quit playing games. And you can't hold out because you got Mike McCarthy in there now. You got a whole new system. So you're going to hold out and you're going to be behind the ball on the offense already. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, see, here's the thing with both of y'all. I, I kind of agree with both of y'all, but I, I, and I, and I've checked this with Brandon a lot. The thing is that Dak does have the leverage because, okay, like, all right, let's just forget about Dak for a minute. If Dak was to, if they were to franchise Dak and he holds out, what do the Cowboys do? There is no backup plan. First of all, that backup is Cooper Rush. He's not the answer. They're, they're, Based I off they're what? 17. What do you mean? Well, like, well, well, I mean, well, how do you know he's not? How do you know? Well, I mean, I've seen a sample size of him. I don't. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to yeah, go I, in there. And I think he's the answer. Either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you, Brandon. I he's the answer. We we well, uh, I'll put it to you this way, Quab. Uh, Me and Brandon, as Cowboy fans, have seen enough. It's like you know where he has played in whether it's you know preseason or like when when they been blown you know when the Cowboys have ever blown out people he comes into play that it's, it's not a it's not a size where you're like oh yeah this guy can come in and you know be a, a starter and you know we wouldn't miss a beat so that's mm-hmm. one then two is they're drafting I think what the 17th so you're not going to get really any of the top quarterbacks yeah. at that number and even if you say okay well we, we can trade and try to trade up I mean I don't know who is going to be willing to take that knowing that, you you know, if you're going to try to go get a quarterback. So I don't know where the Cowboys really have the leverage here. Now, as you said, I mean, if he turns it down, they really have no choice but to franchise him. But I, I, I he, Dak himself has already stated that if they were to franchise him, that he was going to hold out. And I always say this, the one position in football you cannot have hold out is the quarterback. And that but that's gonna hurt Dak though. You have to have that you have to have that position intact. You can't you can't have mess with the quarterback. That's gonna hurt Dak if he holds out. So that's not a why good do you idea. Think it's gonna hurt, why do you think it's gonna hurt Dak? Because he's still gonna a, be working out. That, right. There's a, I mean, be. isn't there gonna be a new offense though? Like I mean I understand you still have your quarterback. Who, but who but why, who's running it? Who's running the offense? Who's the quarterback that's running it? Well, I, like I said, I don't, you guys know about, more about Cooper Rush than me. But here's the thing: so let's let's hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, let's say that you got, if he holds <laughs> out, I, I I'm not one of those people that doesn't think Dak isn't replaceable. I think he is. I think I, there's a yes. Let's be, let's be clear. I agree with you. I agree. Dak <laughs> go go goes. The Dak. I think Mike McCarthy. He's gonna give Zeke the ball, which any quarterback would do. Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. Play action, Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. Play action. That's pretty much what Dak is good at. He's a you know game manager. Type. He'll you know minimize interceptions, and that's what Dak. I don't think you need to be there all season. If he does hold out, I don't think you need to be all season just to be able to just you know hand off, hand off, hand off. Play action down the field to a new tight end to Amari Cooper. You know he's not really picking the defense part. I don't think that's the type of quarterback he is. He's more of a game manager. Yeah, yeah I just, I just, I just think, I just think, look, Wob, like. If, if he if he if you the Cowboys really have if he holds out 
which you don't want anyway. They, the Cowboys don't really have a backup plan. I think that's the scary part. And you can't sell Cooper Rush to fans. Now, I agree with you. Dak is not irreplaceable. He's not a quarterback that's like, oh, yeah, well, we can't replace him. I, I agree with you on that. The, the, the problem is that the Cowboys just, if he does do that, what do they do? They don't really have a lot of options. It's not like they can say, okay, well, you know what? You hold out, cool. We can just go get a quarterback. You know, we can go get somebody in free agency. We can go get somebody, you know, we can trade for somebody or we can get somebody in the draft. They don't have that because, I mean, even Jerry and Steven have kind of said since the offseason, Dak's our guy. The reason they keep saying that is because he really is their only option. And, I mean, look, I, I agree with both of you. He's not worth $33 million per year or 105 guaranteed for being one and two in the playoffs. I, I definitely agree with that. But I just think the Cowboys made a big mistake about what two or three years ago, when Garoppolo signed his deal with the 49ers, they should have gave Dak a similar deal. They should have signed him early. If you would have done that, you wouldn't have this issue right now. I don't now. think and I think that's could have. I don't think they the actually could have, though. Wasn't he only, like, in his second season? I don't know if that yeah, was Yeah, I think so, yeah. I don't yeah, think I don't think they could. But, but, you're, but, you're, but you're not allowed to give extensions? In the no, no, year? you have to play out your the, the rear rookie contract. So you can't, I mean, if that were the case, oh, okay. the Chiefs would have given Mahomes, <laughs> I mean, at least yeah. I would, they would have given him a new deal last year. Like, yo, this is like <laughs> yeah, after his rookie season, exactly. Yeah. You're right. That's, well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, okay. Yeah, so I just, I just, I don't know. I, and I and I get that Jerry Jones and the Cowboys don't want to set the market for the quarterback. I get that. But also, I have to look at it from this standpoint, too. Look, there is a new CBA coming up, and you got to remember, Drew Rosenhaus is Dak's agent. And I'm sure Drew is telling Dak, like, look, if you sign this contract, when a new CBA kicks in, your contract's not going to mean anything. It's going to be pennies. Because we all know guys like Mahomes, Watson, Jackson, who are, are coming up to get paid, they're going to get paid probably $40 million plus with the new CBA. So I think he's looking at it from a money standpoint and saying, okay, if I sign this deal in the future, it's not going to mean anything. Yeah, right now it looks good. But once the new CBA is signed, it's like, uh, okay, this this contract really wait, means Wait, nothing. wait, wait, wait. So no, I- no, 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 no. <laughs> what, in what world is $100 million, $105 million guaranteed nothing? Like, I understand yeah. that guys may get paid more soon, but come on, now, this is a this is a fair a, offer. Like, the Cowboys should get no criticism if but, he holds out. Like you guys but, have said, it's even worth $33 million a year. But I, another <laughs> thing that we have not touched on is that Jerry Jones, like, uh, I'm getting tired of him. Like, some, he needs to transition to, you know, another part <laughs> of his career. I'm getting tired of him because he, from the player standpoint, you want the highest dollar. And Jerry Jones expects this America's team, the Cowboy way, to them to, to take a lesser deal. Like, he built this whole uh, practice facility with the idea that he has, you know, he, he has these two tall, you know, tall, sky, not skyscrapers, but they're like five-story buildings. And he a lot, he has 10 corporate space leased to 10 different, you know, businesses that are, who want to align themselves with the Cowboys. So Jerry Jones, part of a selling point is, hey, you know, you take like a deal, but look, you can come to the practice facility and we got this practice facility where, you know, it's, it's connected to the community. It's connected to all these different corporate offers. You can make your own money on the side. And that's Jerry Jones' whole thing. Like, oh, you can make your money on the side. Like, you can get your money right, from Campbell's right. suit. You can get your money from all the other yeah. that he did. And it's just like, that's just wrong. I'm like, yeah, right, I'm thinking Papa, Papa John's and all that. And then Jerry Jones is to get off his high horse and just pay the man. What he's, you know, fair value, which, because it is market value. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's going to mess the cap up. But at the same time as a player, he should just get paid. And then he shouldn't be expected to take less. Like, no one, he shouldn't. Yeah, no, Quab, I, I agree. Go I'm no, sorry, no, go no, ahead, wait. Go ahead. You know, I was saying, like, yeah, Quab, I agree with you that, look, the 105 million guaranteed, 33 Yeah, that's, I mean, for yeah. any of us, that's a lot of money. It's a ton of money. It's a fair deal. But, again, as, as Brandon said in the beginning, I, yeah, if I'm the player, I'm trying to get top yeah. dollar. And don't forget, this, this is a business, and the agent also gets a percentage of that money. So Drew Rosenhaus is going to try to get his client the most money he can because he's he's also getting mm-hmm. paid too. So it, it works. It works. It's, this is like a three way deal here because right, Jerry's trying to give him the hometown. Dis- Jerry wants the hometown discount, but Dak is like, wait a minute, like this new CBA coming. Yeah, okay, this money looks good now, but in. Two or three years, it's going to mean nothing when Mahomes and Jackson and, and, and Watson are getting paid. And with the exception of, of, of Mahomes, who's already won a Super Bowl, who deserves getting forty million plus. I mean, we don't know what Jackson and Watson. Yeah. Are. Now, wait, wait, wait! We don't. We, don't, so we know what Watson, Watson's good. We we know. Yeah. 
Mahomes is going to no, get no, no, to break no. the bank as well. That. No, 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 Quam. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying that, guys. I'm saying that we don't know what their playoff success is going to be. If they'll be Super Bowl kind of right, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, no, no. Of course, they're 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 excellent quarterbacks. Nobody's saying they're they're not worth the money. What I'm saying is that Dak may down the road just allow. I'm not going to jinx the guy. I, I think Dak's a good quarterback, and who knows what he's going to do. But let's say Dak was to go on, take this contract, and the Cowboys want to win a Super Bowl. Then Mahomes, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, Watson and Jackson, who may have won a playoff game or so, are getting paid more than him. He's going to be like, wait a minute, like, I, you know, I took the contract. Now I'm balling, and these guys are making. You way can more restructure money. a contract, it, though. That, I mean, I'm not saying it can happen next year. Like, yeah, it wouldn't happen next Super year. Bowl, yeah, winning a Super Bowl, he's going to make a huge case for like, all right, yeah, I should get more money, and, and that's a possibility. That can still happen, maybe two seasons from now. Right, right. Um, I just feel like at the end of the day, for me, it's just about value. How good is Dak? Like, is he is Dak for sure a top ten NFL quarterback? Uh, it's arguable. It's arguable. I would say so top fifteen. You, you it's, a, it's a very quarterback. Yeah. You know, it's a what is it? Uh, it's it is a taste top fifteen. And that's the thing with the market value thing. You got to look at Kirk. Remember the Redskins were going through the same thing with Kirk Cousins. That's the the sample that you know the Cowboys can be going after. And look, they were like, well, we're in, we're kind of in, but we're not in. Then they franchise them. We're kind of in, but we're not yeah. in. Then they franchise them again. Then they had to release them for nothing. So Cowboys should look at that and do something different. Pay the man up front, yeah, or I try to cousins... trade him so they can get something from him, so he didn't just leave and get nothing. Like well, right I now, think you cousins, a... I th- right, are pretty much the same. I, I'm <laughs> not. I can't really sit here and say Dak's better than Cousins or vice versa. I think yeah, exactly. It's the, same, it's the same in that situation. I think yeah. a lot of people would say the same. It's like he's good enough to. Be, yeah, we can win, but at the same time, like, ah, do you really want him for the next ten years? Type <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I'm, just like I said, I think the Cowboys are giving him a fair deal, and I don't. And he might take it. We might wake up tomorrow, and he's a. Set- you know, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Listen, I, I'm hoping he takes. As a fan, as a fan, I want this to be over. As a Cowboy fan, I, I want him to take the deal. I want everything to be in place. I don't. I, I mean, look, I want him to get his money. I want him to get paid. I think this is a fair deal. I agree with both of you. I don't think he's really worth this type of money. And I just hope he, yeah, comes to a sense of signs. But I do understand if he doesn't do it. I and I get where he's coming from. If he does, and he says, look, I'm not gonna take this deal. I, you know, I still want more. I, I get that side too because this is a business. Like the players gonna try, like like as B said, it's gonna try to get top dollar. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But I mean, look, yeah, obviously as a fan, I, I want this to be over. I don't I don't want to be dragging this on into the you know into the draft or you know in off season you know workouts and stuff. But yeah, and know, look, we'll if they happens. don't if they don't get a anyway, deal, just real quick, if they don't if he ends up saying no, I'm not doing that, and they franchise him, and then that doesn't go well either. There are quarterbacks you can draft. It's not like Cowboys just came off a 12-win season. They didn't make the playoffs. So I don't think drafting a new guy and putting a new guy in there is going to be like, oh, man. We, you, the Cowboys can still win eight games with a different quarterback in there. I really believe that. And there's a lot of quarterbacks in the market, too. That, you know, the Teddy Bridgewater, the Tannehills. The, you know, yeah, there's, there's other guys of, out there. The Mar- Mariota is going to be out there. Uh, James Winston. There's going to be a lot of QBs out there on the market. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, well, it's funny because that's that's a, that's a good segue into our into our next uh, quarterback that we're going to talk about. Now, the guy, if 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 there was availability, if we didn't weren't to get that, uh, I, I I think he's going back to New England. Obviously, we got to talk the about goats. Tom Brady. Um, the, the, the news the news today was uh, the Bucks are I guess all in offering eighty million dollars guaranteed. Um, look, I mean, obviously Tom Brady's a legend. I mean, he's he's pretty much the goat. Uh, but the, the thing is with, with me with Tom Brady is like, what does he have left? I mean, obviously, I think last year he showed a little bit of like, you know, kind of getting older, slowing down a little bit. Um, you know, now I guess the question to you guys, we'll start with you, B, is uh, do you think the Bucks are, are, are doing the right thing going all in? And, and is Tom Brady worth the $80 million? Uh, yes, he's definitely worth $80 million. Um, you gotta think jersey sales alone, bro. The entire city of Tampa would be wearing a Tom Brady Tampa Buccaneers jersey, you know. And then in terms of play, they have um, good, good playmakers. They got uh, Mike Evans. And who's the guy on the other side? Goodwin, Godwin, Godwin, Godwin. Yeah, Godwin, Godwin, Godwin. They right? got two good playmakers. They can get a running back in the draft. Um, the defense started to pick up a little bit at the end of the season, and that's what Tom Brady was looking for. Somebody who can actually catch the ball when he throws it to him, unlike the receivers in New England. Um, the, wet, the weather's warm. I'm sure that's good if you're 
you know, a lot of people go to Florida to retire and, you know, in the warm weather. But I think it's a good, uh, and the, the division. Uh, New England is, in, uh, Tom Brady was always in a bad division with, you know, the Jets and the Dolphins and the Bills. It's the same exact thing. Um, and that was at the NFC South. He got the Falcons. He got, um, well, the Saints would be pretty good, but it'll be it'll be the Bucks and the Saints going back and forth, and I think that he will have a good chance to actually be in the playoffs. And the, the Bucks, uh, James Winston, I mean, thirty eight interceptions in one year. I think it may be time. <laughs> 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 like it just it may just be time to move. What, 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 oh, what, what absolutely! I go all in, baby. If I'm yeah. the Bucks, and and below, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Brandon said exactly what I was going to say about. The, from a from a business perspective, it makes so much sense. Jersey sales, just they're going to sell out games. So even if it doesn't end up going well on the field, let's say they go eight and eight or something, it's still a win because they're going to fill. They're going to put butts in the seats unless this virus keeps going on, and nobody's going to be at the game. Well, yeah, that's but that's a whole that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, wow, yeah. But anyway, no, I think topic. it makes. Some, I think yeah, well, we'll get into that later. I still think Brady has some some left. Um, and, you know, Brady's a competitor, man. And and when you're a competitor and he's he stayed pretty healthy, he's going to have weapons he hasn't had in a long time. I mean, Godwin and Mike Evans. I mean, that's – and he's with a coach who's good at, like – look what happened when Carson Palmer went to the Cardinals. He had, like, a rejuvenation hit the second that's half right. of his career, you know. And we all know Brady's right, not going to get true. interception happy like James or Palmer could get at times. So – um, they have a solid O-line, which is the key. I think they get Brady there. I definitely think they're a playoff team. I think they can win 11 games with Brady. Um, I don't know how realistic it is. Does he really want to go to Tampa? Like, I don't know what their title chances are. But um, I do think it makes a lot of sense. And I think he has a lot of toys to play with once he gets there. Yeah, I mean, from a business standpoint, I agree with both of you guys. It definitely, you know, I would definitely do it. It, does, it definitely does make sense because he'll put butts in the seat. Like like B said, uh, everybody's going to have a Tom Brady jersey down there. I just don't know what he has left. I mean... Yes, he's going to have weapons, and then don't forget, they still, they also have O.J. Howard at tight end, who's, I think, in his third or fourth year. Right, I, and I agree with B. I think they can draft a running back. You know, obviously, running backs now, you know, you can get a, a good running back, you know, even in the second, third round. So, but, I mean, and then and he has to coach. I mean, I, I love Bruce Arians, and like like you said, what he does for quarterbacks, what he did with Palmer. Um, I mean, even when he was with the Cardinals, I mean, they, he turned around that, that whole team, that whole organization. So, um yeah, and, and I and I and I agree. Like, I think they should move on from Winston. You can't have thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions, and you know, didn't want you know hundred million dollar contract. I think so. somebody will pay with uh, Winston. He can't fling that ball though. He can fling that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Somebody will pay next season. Yeah, hey man, oh my god. Oh, god. But look, <laughs> Amari Cooper will have yeah, thirteen hundred yards. But no, I mean, as far as he can't fling that ball though. But <laughs> his eyes are closed. Yeah, he could. He could. But no, I mean, like I said, I just don't. I just don't know what Brady has left. I mean. Like I said, I mean, I, I agree with you in a way, Quab, that he's not going to throw a lot of interceptions. But, you know, at times last year, he just seemed like he couldn't throw the ball downfield. And sometimes he was short, you know, short on balls. It's kind of the same thing we saw somewhere in, in Peyton Manning's last year. And obviously, look, he's 43. He's, he, I mean, he is what he is. He's getting, he's getting older. You can't play forever. Um, I don't know what how, how what the deal is with the Bucks. how many years it would be. But I, mean, if I, I believe Bucks, I, I believe it is something right around two years. Um, yep. Perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah. If it's a two-year deal, then I think it, then it definitely makes sense. Because, I mean, yeah, you don't want to sign him. You know, he's, he's definitely not worth anything more than three years. Or I don't even think three years. Like I said, like I said, it would be, you know, perfect two-year kind of deal. Um, but, yeah, from a business standpoint, it makes sense. But, yeah, I don't know how much of a, of, of a realistically he's going to go there. Because from all the reports I've heard, I mean, the Bucks weren't even on his radar or even the teams they talked about him going to. So, I just don't know how realistic it is. My personal, I think I, oh, yeah. Uh, All right, but yeah. No, one last thing, I, I like ahead. him for the, um, the the Titans. You know, you got the running back. Yeah. You got uh, Aiden Brown, look. you got Ty yeah. Jack. You got, they got you a know, lot of talent there, man. You got Donald Smith for the tight end. Course, yeah. He's on the other side. Like, and then, he, of course, you know, there's the a lot Titans going makes on. makes a there, lot too. of yeah. sense. Derek Henry, yeah. And, of course, with. And of course, you know he yes. he played yes. for Brady. I think he yeah, makes I the Titans. A, I think he makes a, yeah, the Titans so. a legit Super Bowl contender. I agree. Yeah. Right. I agree. You, I I agree. That that's right, Derek. Right, Derek throughout the season, and of course in the playoffs, you know, time shows more and more of what he can do. Mm-hmm. What we've all seen before. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
All right, guys, that was good NFL talk. So we're going to move on to our next topic. Uh, this is a topic that I've actually wanted to talk about for a while. We were going to talk about it with our, with our boy B. Rice, but obviously we had that uh, episode dated, uh, um, you know, obviously dedicated to Kobe Bryant when he passed. Um, but uh, a topic we wanted to talk about a lot of is, uh, you know, I'm a, I've been I've become a big sneakerhead in the last few years. Well, not really in the last few years. I've been a sneakerhead for a while. Um, but my cousin Brandon here, I don't think I'm seeing him on the on the Kicks collection. So, so, so B, how many, how, how many? Pairs oh, of sneakers man, you say I have you my have. own uh, closet, a closet dedicated <laughs> to him. I haven't went, I haven't went there, in the moment, but I got a nice, pretty side. Uh, I couldn't even throw a number out there because it's not really forty nine, but I got a nice little collection of uh, Jordans mainly. Would you say? Would you say uh, over hundred? No, I would say hundred. I say between fifty and hundred between them. Yeah, wow, right, yeah, I don't think yeah. I've owned fifty shoes my entire life, dog. Yeah. <laughs> And most of them I haven't even worn uh, wear uh, recently because some shoes you just just can't just can't wear. It's just like they're just there to look at and then peek in every once in a while, but you can't wear. <laughs> what, wait, what? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? You, can't, why not? you know, for example, there's a lot of Jordans like uh, the 11s and 6s. They have that gummy sole at the bottom. So if you step outside, if you actually yeah, I hear, I hear walk you across the grass and that, your gummy sole be. Will be turn yellow, turn greenish yellow. And like I remember in high school, we used to put like scotch tape on the bottom of the gummy sole. Oh my god! And then just to walk around, of course, you're slipping all around the place, but your shoes, are, your gummy soles are still gummy. And it's like that is just. Then yeah, so. the thing that. Okay. Yeah, but uh, so 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 Quab, I still don't think he's Probably seen not. B Rice though. No, well, but no, no, B Rice has no, hundreds of shoes. Yeah, yeah, no way, no, I'm not, no one here. Yeah, no he has, he's. Doesn't he have a story? Yeah, he has, he have like, he has stories at his parents' house. He has shoes all over the place, man. Like he, and he has like a Polaroid picture taped on the side of each box for like quick reference. I've never ever seen anything. <laughs> I went to his place. Ridiculous. I'm like, I've never seen wow. anything like this before. It's like I was at the Nike factory, man. It's, wow, wow, it's no That's exaggeration. Awesome. Yeah, B, you you met B, you met B Rice at my, oh. at my bachelor party. Um, he was he. Yeah, he came with us on the on when we went on the rooftop. Yeah, yeah, rooftop, I remember. I remember. He was there. But um, yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, this dude, yo, every Jordan, like, it's funny because lately every Jordan has been coming out. He's been texting me. He gets like every Jordan that comes out, like almost almost every. Now the only thing he he doesn't get, he says, he it has to be Air Air Jordan OG. He doesn't get anything but OG Air Jordan. So he doesn't get like Team Jordan or the original colorway. It has to be. It, OG. Okay. Has, okay. Right. I exactly. can respect that. And I, I know he's big on the Air Jordan. He might. He may have every Air Jordan one that I know. I mean, as far as like for OG colorways, like yeah, he he's insane with the with the with the kicks. But uh, one of the things we'll start with you be that I, I like I said I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. What would you say is your favorite sneaker of all time? Of all time. Of all time. Um. This of is all easy. time, I yeah. mentioned them earlier. The Jordan uh, 11, they call them the Concords, but the black and white Jordans. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Those oh. are hands down the best shoes. Like, I have, every time they come out, I buy them and I don't wear them. I have the, <laughs> you know, I play, <laughs> I don't play, I look at them. I have the, you know, I play golf, so I have the sneak, uh, the golf version of them. Of course, I can't wear them because they're me in the grass. I already talked about that. But, um, yeah, those are the best Jordans. <laughs> Best shoe that have ever. You think they're better? You think they're better than the breads, though? I don't I, think they're better than the bread eleven. Nah, nah. Wait, 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 about, are, are you guys talking about the same the shoe? You said the eleven. Yeah, the same. The eleven on the patent leather. Yeah, yeah, the eleven. So the eleven. So so yeah. So Quab, the elevens are the are the style. That's the number of Jordan now. So B likes the black and white ones. Do no, I know, but you guys, are, you guys are talking about the same no. shoe. Yeah, he liked the black and red ones. Oh, the white. yeah, okay. The same so shoe, but in different far. colors. Like, I yeah, but the white ones are just clean. It's just something about the way. You know how you go to, like, even the all-white party, you just sit fresh. You look in the mirror more. You just feel real fresh. You got to tiptoe around so no one steps your white stuff on or a bump. You know, uh, no lady rubs her makeup on you, whatever. You got to be real clean and real thick. Same with the Jordans. Like, the black and red that can high little, you know, they don't have the real gummy soul, and it's like, it's a little bit more. They're still nice. They're still up there in the, in the echelon, but... Is there something about that all white? Yeah, but I love yeah. the red bottom though, man. See, that's why I like the the red eleven because the red eleven to me, like they don't really get dirty except the white part because that that red bottom you can't really see the dirt. So if you keep it kind of, I mean, obviously you can't wear them all the time, but if you keep them in like if you don't wear them a lot and you keep them in 
pretty good condition. You, yo, the, the brand 11s, man. I love them, dog. Cause yeah, that's the thing. Cause like with the with the Concords, with the with with the gummy sole, like you said, you can't wear them a lot. I do the same thing with the ones I have. Like I probably only worn them like less than like five times, and I always get scared that yeah, the more I wear them, that it's gonna turn yellow. Well, I don't have to worry about that with the bread 11. That's why I love them so much. But you know, that's just me. Um, so, Qua, what would you say is your is, is your favorite? Not favorite also? Jordan, but favorite sneaker. Yeah, sneaker. Yeah, so yeah, this is coming from Jordan. somebody that is not a sneakerhead. I mean, in fact, I would argue that if you guys know any African kids, like the, our dads are not buying us like sneakers like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like my dad. The, the thought of my I dad, got you. The, oh yeah, the thought of my dad spending a hundred dollars on sneakers is outrageous. Like he's like, I'm never doing. <laughs> so I had to wait till I was an adult to buy my first pair of Jordans, and then by the time I'm an adult as a kid so like i don't know what the hype is but you know what though some of my favorite sneaker there's there's actually the concords are really nice but as far as jordans those are actually third to me as far as ones i like as, as far as this air jordans i love i love the fours okay the fours just that Ooh. retro that throwback remember d those oh, are the first wait, hold on which colorway which colorway oh, i like the i like the black i think that the pri primarily black with the red i believe so remember d, d remember the first air Exactly, black and red. the first the that I got. Yeah, be black, 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 man. Those are my brother. Uh, uh, shout out to Alan. Those are my brother's favorite ones. All white. So yeah. I know that. And then the, the, my second favorite are actually a pair I bought recently. The ones. I mean, I think the ones are yeah. universally liked by pretty much Agreed. everybody. But um, yeah, you know, lately, the lately I've been solid. getting up on the ones game, man, because I've never really had any ones, and then now I have like six pair of ones. I think the ones are now my most like of the Jordan numbers that I have, like I have the, 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 the probably out of all all his Jordans, the ones are probably the, the same with the ones. They they like you know we all change. We're getting older, so we probably wear a little bit more sweaters, a little more button up. The ones go, especially you get a nice like a black and a red ones or the all black or whatever. They go oh, clean. Yeah. They go clean with oh, that. The, the Concord. I seen um this episode of Martin recently. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember the episode with Homeo and Juliet. <laughs> oh yes, so yes, yes. Uh, Martin had on the eleven, and they didn't really like look right with the jeans and everything. The one they hit with all pretty much everything that you're putting on nowadays. They hit with everything. Yeah, I like. Yeah, that. I agree. So besides, besides, yeah, I agree. Besides Jordans, oh, there are two other uh -huh. shoes. Just real quick, that I absolutely loved growing okay. up. Okay. The 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 Iversons, the Question Mid. They're like the, the the ones with the the tip, like the different colored tips. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like I, I think it was Iverson's first shoe. I did. They really were popular. popular. Yeah, they're pretty popular. Oh, the first. Yeah, they were the called the question. Yeah, the question. Those yep. those are some of my favorite kicks of all time. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, yeah and also. I don't know what number of Grant Hills they were, but D, I know you always mention that if you were to see these feelers in the store, you would scoop them today. Yeah, I, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, immediately, immediately, immediately. The, it, uh, now you're talking about the low cut first ones or the high. I, I think it was the, I actually. That's funny. I think it was the mid. I'm not a fan of the low cut ones. I think it was like the mid. The mid. Yeah, okay. I actually yeah, think. So I think about the first Grant Hills. Yeah, those first Grant Hills. Just fire. based off of what I've seen, I think they're the second one. Oh, the second yeah. one. Around those the dollar. So fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, so fire. I would buy those. I would get, if I saw those in the store, I don't care how much they are. I'm buying them on the spot. They have yeah, yeah. And obviously, it's the, the, mm -hmm. yeah. So, 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 Quabit, you know, it's funny. I was surprised. Yeah, I was a big fan of those, too. I was going to mention those. Hey, well. did it Yes. No, wait, don't. You, you, go, you about to hate? <laughs> no, 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 to be grown. I know you're growing the West Coast, I grew up on the East Coast, but you know, it's a little to be grown. No judgment, judgment free zone. Oh my god. But listen, man. <laughs> no, it's funny, Kwa, because when I first when I first met you, Kwa, oh, that's what you were rocking. God. I remember when I first met you. I was like, oh, because I I ain't yeah, never seen you rock. Darian, when I used to work at Transport, them drinks fit all the sizes, we had all the colors. Not, not in the East Coast. Nah, not like that. Yeah, y'all East Coast, East Coast cats. Nah, are not in the East Coast. Although y'all are way more but no, not. Y'all are way more sneaker heads than us in the West Coast, for sure. I would say East Coast. When I was growing up, I feel like East Coast cats were way more into sneakers than West Coast cats. That, that's for sure. I can agree with that. 
So Brandon, what would you what would you say what would you say is like an underrated shoe that you either have gotten or you underrated shoe? And I got so this is gotten that I wanted to get. So the underrated shoe that I wanted to get, I answered that one first. Are the Nike Air Bagans, like the Tim Hardaway. Oh, I remember came those. Ninety seven. Remember those? Oh, I, I remember those. those. And even still, I want them. Like, but they're not the same ones that came out there because no. But I wanted those so bad. It came in ninety seven. And that was before I started getting the shoes. I went, man. Yeah, Man, people rocking them in middle school. That's only right. The red ones. I didn't really care too much for the blues, although I still get those. But those red and black ones, those were underrated. And um, these are I hate to go back to Jordan, but I remember this when you looked at this commercial, this Jordan commercial. It was uh, had uh, Randy Moss in it, Eddie Jones, Ray Allen, Roy Jones, Derek Derek Jeter in the joint. Mary J. Blige was singing the the Overjoyed. Oh, the Stevie Wonder, the Stevie Wonder, the Stevie Wonder. Oh, Wonder. Yeah, I I remember remember that. Wonder. And that commercial gets you so high, you like, oh, with the shoes. And they showed a picture of the black and red 15. You like, man, I'm gonna get those anyway. But those shoes those are, are like one of the worst Jordans oh, ever. Those are trash, trash. That's trash. <laughs> but that commercial though. Those ones are like boats. They're like boats. You're getting hyped. You're going to get hyped. You're going to feel like you're going to go hoop. Go to the gym right now and go hoop. That commercial is so fire, yo. Yeah, that's a great commercial. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember that. So, what, so what would you be? What no, would you say was, was, was the overrated shoe that overrated. everybody used to get out of what? Yeah, because the commercial gassed everything Oh, up. you thought those were overrated. Like, okay. You, the 15s, no one talks about the 15s. <laughs> no one be like, uh, those are ones with a little tongue. No one's like, hey, oh, those are one of the best. Right. Those are like one of the bottom rungs of the shoe. Like, yeah, no one talks. <laughs> right, right. Yo, D, just real quick. There was a, just real quick. There was a you shoe what... I wanted so bad in the sixth grade. And they were so expensive. And even today, I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, those are expensive. Now, you guys are sneak ahead. Do you guys remember the Jason kids? I think they were called the Zoom flight 95 they look like they had little speakers on the side yeah yes oh dude those are yeah i remember yeah 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 they're like yeah they're gonna fire yeah, people rocking those in high school i remember same with uh the kevin johnson with yeah, the react juice the converse joint those are underrated yeah uh-huh. oh yeah I had, the, I had the Larry Johnson joint when I was like in third grade. Grandmama, yep. <laughs> with the React juice. He used to say, step this step this way, juice reacts that way. I'm like, what's that mean, though? What's that do for my, what's that do for my game? With that React juice, yeah. <laughs> and, um, what, Quad, what would you, Quad, what would you say was an overrated shoe that people wore growing up when you were in Cali? That you, you know what? Really like Th- this love? might be considered blasphemous because when they first came out, okay, th- this is kind of weird because when they first came out, I'm like, those are horrendous. But you know what? The older I've gotten, the more I've appreciated them. They were like these gold foam posits. You guys know uh, what I'm talking about? I had those. <laughs> I had those. Those fire. So they had those. Yeah, they had like a East Coast thing. Those are fire. Too. I had no, and they were mad expensive. Yeah, mad expensive. For like, good yo, reason. They were solid too. Mad expensive, dog. Like I remember, they were like two hundred yeah. bucks or something. Like who's a, who can afford these? That's what I always used to say as a kid. Who can afford these shoes? But I, like I said, I've grown to appreciate those the older I've gotten. Like I saw them in the stories. I'm like, yo, you know, these are kind of nice. But I thought they were horrendous when I was in high school. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Also, I got. Uh, oh, I, you got a okay. uh-huh. I got a blasphemy one. This is this is gonna sound bad. Uh, I've never owned a pair of Air Force Ones, and I never will. The I- icy white, all white ones. I could never. I know they're oh, classic come shoes. On, B. I come just on. never owned one. They never catered to me. That is not my. No, no, thank you. I passed. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a New York. And you know what? I'll admit, it's more of a New York thing. It's more of a up up north. You know, yeah, like. New York and Jersey, even Boston, you know, yeah, it's more of that. Cause I don't, I, I mean, I see some cats rocking it when I was, when I was down there in Maryland, but not a lot. So I, I, I kind of, I kind of feel you on that. But the one, the one, one of the most underrated shoes to me, I, I think, I think you, I think you owned a pair of B, um, was and, and I, and I love it. If they ever came back out with them. I would get them. Um, was the Kevin Garnett? Yeah, Nike, the, the three, you know, the Kevin Garnett three. Yep. Yeah, yeah, those are dope. The Kevin Garnett three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the three. Those are dope. Yeah, those, those are some of my those are, those are some of my favorite. Because I, I mean, now I only really rock Jordans, but those were probably some of my favorite Nike shoes of like all time. Yeah, no, I love those Garnets. 
and you know what's funny, man? Now, this might sound kind of black to me, but an overrated shoe to me, and, and I know it's a DC thing, I just never could get into yeah. them, are the phone posits. I've never been big on the phone posits. And they're, like, way mad expensive. Like, Quab, you're talking about the flight posits being expensive. Dude, the phone posits yeah, are, like, crazy. 250 Yeah, they are. Yeah, and I've never... I, yeah, man. I mean, I know, like I said, it's like a DC DMV thing, but I was just never big on them. And like, I'm like, dog, for two fifty, because I, I mean, to be honest with you, I always like the flight posits better, and I like the original phone posits, the one that uh, that had the. Mem- I think I get. Yeah, I do. I, I do. Those are so uncomfortable. Those are so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those were dope. Those were dope, but not the ones they've been coming out with now. Yeah, the only ones I ever liked, okay. liked from those phone posits okay. were the pennies, the original blue ones. Yeah, those are the only another ones I another pair of shoes uh, I really liked. Um, and I, I don't that, know man, if cats in the uh, East Coast were into them, but Kobe's first shoes, the KB eights, those were pretty nice, man. The, like, I don't uh, the KB eights, the little Adidas one, right? Yeah, I like those. Yeah, yeah, I like those. Solid. I wasn't I didn't, a fan. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like I, them until after, like way after they came out. Like when they first came out, I was like, they were so different. But after a while, they were like, man, those are. All right. Yeah, but the Kobe. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people balled in them that I knew in high school. Like people. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people balled in them. Now, Quab, I'm, su- I'm surprised you didn't mention... You I've know, never owned a pair of Chucks. Chucks. I'm not Chuck. a Chuck guy. No. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Never owned a pair. Really? Yeah, yeah I've never too. owned a pair and of I, Chucks, I owned man. a pair of Chucks. Yeah. It's definitely a thing in the West Coast, though. That's wow. crazy. Sure. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But now, that was a good, a good discussion on the, on the kicks front. You know, yeah, hopefully I can... One day, I'm, I'll probably never get up to be right. I gotta show me a picture. Maybe I can get on, get on Brandon's level. Uh, man, I got, I got like five pairs of shoes in my closet. Oh, I think dude. I'm just a beast. Like, yo, man, I'm, I'm good. You got the black, brown. You got the black and brown. A couple different colors. I'm good. There you go. So the next topic we're going to get into, fellas, is uh, obviously the big news today and this has been going on for the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, obviously everybody's dealing with the, the corona virus pandemic. Obviously today the NCAA came out and said they would not be having fans at their games, uh, just, you know, essential personnel, I think family and then obviously, you know, the broadcast. Uh, but I think also the NBA just obviously moments ago just announced that they are also looking into not having uh, fans as well uh, in their stadiums. I know the Golden State Warriors have already announced that they're going to have their first uh, game at uh, Chase uh, without fans, so they'll be the first team to ever do that. Um, B, just quickly, man, um, what, what are your thoughts get, on this? Why they're like trying to peel back all the different you know layers one by one and tell them how to let fans go, and then of course they may start canceling game. Like actually, uh, ESPN just. Uh, alerted me that, that the Thunder um, postponed, postponed their game right before tip I think they're playing the Jazz. And I'm sure it has something to do with the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they had something yeah, to do with Yeah, I got that too. I got that too, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's so much money involved in these sports. Like, these owners and players may are may lose millions exactly. of dollars. So they, I get why they let not having the fans are still televising it. And then uh, if something does happen, if one of the players do go it, get it, then, you know, knocking well, I don't want that to happen. But then they have to cancel the game as well because you don't want this to um, go on. And it sounds like it's pretty serious. But in terms of the quality of play, I mean, I'm just thinking it's pick up um, basketball. When you pick up, you don't have any cameras. Well, you, you don't have any cameras. You don't have any fans that right. you want. Uh, so I don't think it would really affect the, the play too much. I mean, it would be a little bit different once you get into the game. Mm-hmm. Get into the game. Yeah, yeah, it's, right. it's going to be weird. It's just going to take a little bit of time to get used to. But I honestly think, I mean, it's not going to take away from the excitement of the NCAA tournament, in my opinion. I know, obviously, the fanfare is, is a big thing. But I think, like Brandon said, it's going to kind of be like a pickup game. And those can be pretty intense. I'll never forget, I used to see documentaries of, like, the USA teams going at it with Jordan and Magic and... And I'm just I'm just using that as an example of like you can just have a few cameras in there. And if you have competitors going at it, you're going to have some good ball. And I think uh, I think it's the right thing to do. Now, I'm I'm not I don't want to be, you know, sound crazy and say this. It could be a slight overreaction. But um, I think it's at this point, it's it's good to stay safe. And uh, until this this kind of calms down, which I, I I'm optimistic it will just based off of like other viruses or other epidemics or pandemics so um it's going to be strange to see but i don't think it's going to take as much from the game as people think actually i think we'll still be into them and i think they'll still be entertaining 
yeah, like I, like what Brandon was saying, I just think from a revenue and business standpoint, it's not going to be good. Um, just because, you know, obviously with the fans and with these stadiums and these owners and, and you know, with uh, ticket sales and obviously, you know, the concession stands, all that gate. Um, yeah, that's that's a part of the revenue. That, that's what brings in a lot of this money. And this is, that's money that's able to pay the players and employees. So I, I just think, you know, from that standpoint, it's not going to be good. Um, but yeah, as far as play, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I mean, obviously, these players are under contract. They're going to go out there and do their job. And like you said, we're probably still going to get competitive basketball. This is going to be, like you said, Quab, a little weird to get used to not seeing fans in the stands while they're broadcasting it. That's all. Um, but yeah, I just think it hurts, obviously, the business side of it. And you just hope and pray that, you know, it's not a trickle-down effect where it affects the business side. And even though, you know, maybe no player gets infected, it's like, okay, well, we can't really put these games on. We can't afford to put these games on because we're not we're not getting that revenue from the fans. So, obviously, like you said, you, you want things to calm down. You, it, it, you know, obviously, you know, safety first always, you know, before anything, before any business. But, uh, yeah, it's going to take a little being used to. I just hope and pray this is not a really, like I said, a trickle-down effect for all sports. It looks like a lot of these sports are canceling a lot of, you know, uh, their games and big events. Um, you know, I've been seeing getting a lot of alerts just from, you know, different sports, not just basketball, but, you know, other baseball, soccer, all over the world. So, um, you just hope and pray that it doesn't, you know, this, this thing can kind of calm down and hopefully, you know, we can get back to normalcy somehow. But, uh, Speaking of college basketball, obviously, you know, with the tournament starting next uh, next week, you know, I want to get you guys thoughts, you know, some of your favorite NCAA moments, maybe, a, you know, a favorite player or favorite team that you follow through one of the tournaments. So I'll start with you, B. What, what are some of your favorite NCAA tournament moments or maybe favorite well, player or favorite my team? My Pitt that Panthers you got knocked out here? this afternoon by, you know, NC State. They got blown out by like 20, 17, 20 points, so. <laughs> well, there goes that. <laughs> but they haven't been good for a fucking time. <laughs> um, this year, uh, it's not one particular team. I guess I'm rooting for the underdog. But, again, there's so much uh, parity in this year that I think, like, I read some stat, like, 100 and some odd ranked teams have lost to unranked opponents earlier or uh, last week or something. And it's just, like, it's, you don't know. Anybody could be. Like, I don't know if you looked at, wow. um, what is that, the Big Ten with what, Michigan and Michigan State and Ohio State. Penn State, they all beat up on each other. I think all the top teams have right. pretty much the same conference record. And it's just pretty much who's feeling that day. And that's why the players, I mean, not the players, the fans not being there is really going to change. But I think it's going to change the game because, especially in college, you know, if you're, let's say, North Carolina play, let's say, uh, not North Carolina, let's say Duke. Duke are playing in a tournament, and the tournament close to, you know, Greensboro, North Carolina, or in Greensboro. They're going to have, they, normally they would have all that be a home court right, event. Right, right. You know, pretty much because all the Duke fans living close by, especially if they played a team or from the West Coast. But now that's not the case. So right, you're right. playing your team, you don't have the crowd cheering, you don't have the Blue Devils or the whatever Dick Five Tiles calls them. But, um, yeah, you know, we call them something. I can't think of what he called them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but that's going to be a game changer. Um, the people are, but so there's really no particular team. I just think that game by game is going to be very tight and, Everyone's bracket will, I guarantee, will be busted. Um, everyone's bracket will be busted. No one's gonna have a good bracket. Like, oh, I knew they were gonna win. No, you didn't. It's a, it's like flip the coin. <laughs> every game's gonna be a coin toss. Every single game, so it's gonna be exciting, though. Yeah. What do What do you What do you think? What do you think? Quab well, first, I'll start with my memorable how, how moments. They're a little more personal for me. The first one would be back in 2007, my last year of college at UNLV, obviously, and. Yeah, the year that the year that uh, uh, and yeah, I was covering man. the team, Let's I was go. writing for the school paper. So uh, it was the year that we went to the Sweet Sixteen. We lost to Oregon, mm. but just the excitement, man! Like beating Wisconsin in the round of thirty-two, um, a team that was highly favored. We were the two. It seed. was number two, right? Yeah, they? yeah. Like so team? it was just really cool. Yeah, uh, man. Going through that journey with players that you kind of develop a personal connection with throughout the season. Um, so that would be one for me. Another one, man, was when I was living in, you know, Connecticut uh, back in 2010. Uh, that the, the run oh, back. I'm sorry. It happened actually in 2011. The run with Kemba Walker and that UConn team as them as underdogs and just seeing how Kemba put that team on his back. That was one of the more iconic 
moments to me. Uh, and he, it even started in the tournament and in, in their in their um, conference tournament when he hit a game winner, and then all the way through the championship game when they beat Butler. So just kind of being in Connecticut at the time and and, and noticing how dominating Kemba was, and I actually didn't even think he'd be translate he his game would transition into the NBA and he's actually been a pretty good NBA player but um I would say those are two moments that stick out for me personally you just brought up some bad memories me for me being a pit panther you brought up some bad memories Bob you brought up some bad, very bad memories <laughs> like traumatizing memories <laughs> crossed up Gary McGree and made him fall yes. and made him fall yes, oh man. my god my bad my traumatizing bad. man come on I thought we were better cooler than that man my bad <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, Quab, Quab, obviously, I share your sentiments with the uh, two, with 2007. Obviously, both, both of us being running rebels. Um, yeah, man. Obviously, I didn't, obviously I had already graduated, and right, you you were covering the team. Um, but yeah, man, just that excitement around campus. I remember I was still, you know, obviously I was still living in, in Vegas, uh, covering like the football team and some of the basketball thing through the radio station. But yeah, man, just that excitement around campus, and I, you know, we hadn't had a. a a moment like that since obviously we didn't go to the school then but since probably they hadn't had a moment like that since you know back in the 90s when they won a national championship you know what i mean so it was just great being around around the campus mm. and being there at the time when they went to the sweet 16 um so that's definitely one of my yeah you know greatest moments of you know just being a part of that with college basketball obviously my other favorite moment and as I, obviously a lot of people that know me know Carmelo Anthony's my favorite player. I think the run that Carmelo Anthony had uh, with Syracuse, I think it was my freshman year, right? It was freshman year where Syracuse mm-hmm. had that run where I think they were the four seed and obviously went all the way and beat the number one uh, Kansas. And I think he had, I think in the, in the final four, he had 35 points and 10 rebounds. And that I, I think from there, that's when I started to become a real fan of his because I saw him, I'm like, yo, this dude is like the truth. He's legit. Yeah, he's a beast and college. I've actually been a fan ever since. Um, and I did follow him somewhat in, in I, I did follow him somewhat in high school uh, when he was with Oak Hill. But uh, yeah, man, that that run that Syracuse had with him, uh, with him, be like like kind of like what you said, Quad, with Kimba Walker. I mean, he put Syracuse on his back. I mean, he was that dude uh, just killing it in the tournament. So uh, that's probably you know besides the UNLV one, my my favorite moment and probably favorite player. Uh, man, that kind of takes me back basketball. to our first year of college when they beat Kansas. Yeah, yeah you're right. That takes takes us back, man. I remember how big mm-hmm. of a mellow fan you were and um, how Kansas was a really good team. I didn't think a lot of people thought Syracuse would beat them. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, man. But yeah, good talk, fellas. Uh, you know, um, great talk about the NFL, the kicks, and then, uh, you know, obviously the end with college basketball. No Being problem, man. Definitely enjoy myself. Man, definitely I'm definitely a fan of uh, what your guys are doing. Appreciate the invite. Yeah, B, yeah, Brandon, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for yeah, coming man, on. I see you, always... and, you know, obviously, we, we've shared a lot of fun times together, man, just hanging out. Just the, one, of the, one thing I, think I I like to say about Brandon, just a smooth cat. Real, real smooth. They used to call him the mayor. They called him the mayor. They called him the mayor. They called him the mayor. In front of GQ magazine. You know what I mean? That's funny, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's they call, yeah. Like I said, they used to call him the mayor. So there's a reason why. But uh, yeah, man. But um, yeah, that's gonna do it for another uh, episode of Our Brothers Got Next. You know, tune in again next week. You know, we appreciate the support as always, and uh, we thank the you know our loyal listeners for listening every week. We try to bring you you know great content and great conversation, and just have fun. Um, and uh, yeah, man, just continue to listen and continue to support. But for Quab, for B, Darren signing out. Peace out.